and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancys, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, Dave Spychowski. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and the gray sprinkle on a rainbow cupcake, Tyler Cleary. Today, we will be discussing pop culture, the worst, as we record from five separate locations with fine adult beverages. And with that, we openly admit that we're the wisest millennials and that we can all agree, Katy Perry, you're trash. Yeah. Today, we are joined with a wonderful actor, an incredible person, and the sexiest friend we have, Dave Spychowski. But before we get into that, let's examine our drinks, leading off with our guest, Mavis. What are you drinking? I am throwing it back to like the mid 90s and I've got a whiskey sour. Mm. Oh, I had one of those mm. at like 6 a.m. I need to make some sours mix. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> Primo, what are you drinking? Uh, <laughs> I am drinking a Stein full of Guinness. Holy shit. Oh, that's my <laughs> boy. Be- because I've. It's been a couple days. Are you man. okay? <laughs> Matt, what are you drinking? I'm still in my uh, Telemordu grind. I got about a pour and a half. Trash. And I'm a happy boy. Tyler, what are you drinking? I am drinking red wine that I found in my what? house. Red wine. Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Wait, what is this? Time out. Time out. What kind of red wine? <laughs> I actually have no clue. There is no label on the bottle. Oh, what? what? You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Where are you getting this backwoods red wine yeah, from? Right. Were you, are you, were, is, I found it in my basement. Whoa. Are you drinking swill? Red swill? <laughs> are Mima and Peepaw like foot squeezing <laughs> grape juice in the basement? No, but my grandpa does make like uh, these uh, cherries soaked in wild turkey and he soaks them for like five years and they're like absolutely like oh. potent as fuck. Don't change the subject. I want to know why you have questionable unlabeled red wine in your basement. Uh, my grandpa wouldn't drink anything questionable. The world may never know. Christ on a cracker. I don't believe you. Tyler, show me the red wine. I, I, I don't know what else to do to believe. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking it out of a fucking coffee cup. Like, I oh, have no I class. bet. I bet. All right. I'm drinking a drink that I thought uh, Dave would enjoy. It's called a Dirty White Mother. Oh. A dirty white what? Yeah, it's a, called a dirty white mother. It's essentially just a Caucasian, um, if you're into the slang version of the term. But it's a uh, it's it's essentially just a white Russian, but made with brandy instead of vodka. There's more flavor, more alcohol is also. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Dave, for our listeners, could you explain to everyone who you are, what you do, who you like to do, where you like to do it? Uh, well, I like to do lots of gentlemen, and I like to do it in various locations. Um, <sighs> lots of locations. <laughs> Uh, but no, I am an actor. You're the first man who's licked me. Not true. Oh, that's certainly what? not true. Um, no, I am an actor. I am a general uh, human being in Buffalo, New York. I work at um, uh, one of the local theaters uh, as my full-time job, which I was recently furloughed from. Thanks. Yeet. Thanks. Thanks, Miss Rona. You met Rona as in like Corona. Yes, uh, that's what the Rona. gays are calling it, Roy. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Damn it, Roy's uh, not gay. Uh, well, not. it's it's the gays and, and really, it's like gays and black people. We stole it from black people just like we do with everything that we say. Ah. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, we're bitching about pop culture today. Yes. Yes, we are. Is there any, is there any place you want to start from? Well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start off by saying, I understand that the four of you are, are probably heterosexual and that's totally fine. Probably. Um, but you need to listen to me rant about RuPaul's Drag Race real quick. No, no, you can go ahead and do that. Okay, great. So RuPaul's Drag Race is, (laughs) if you don't know, it is, uh, the show, it's a drag queen competition show. And the whole premise is they're supposed to find like America's next drag superstar, um, they're supposed to have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, which I did not realize and was an acronym for cunt until about like <laughs> season 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. I straight up Hell watched yeah. this show for 10 seasons and was like, oh yeah, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. That's what they're looking for. No, it's it's just RuPaul being clever. All you have to be is her friend now, right? <laughs> she got us again. RuPaul is also like fracking, which is just like a whole thing. Um, fracking? Yeah, yeah, she's fracking on her property. Like, yep. like fr- oh, like hydro fracking? Oh yeah, like straight up. Like, <laughs> wait, what? Whoa. Yes, that mother fracker. RuPaul owns a giant ass ranch with her husband, and um, 
this uh, like fracking watch website basically has a link to the map that shows where all of the active fracking sites are. And if you line that up with where RuPaul's ranch is, they're like straight up fracking on RuPaul's ranch. What the fuck? I thought fracking was illegal. Well, it depends on what state you're in. Fracking is illegal in New York, but where does she have residency? I have no fucking clue. I think that I honestly, I think her ranch is in Texas, but I might be making that up. Well, that's why. Well, Tyler, <laughs> fact check that. I, I actually am right now. <laughs> Bullshit. You're just saying that because we said that. <laughs> trying so to Dave, continue, continue about but so my big problem with rupaul aside from the fracking oh it's in wyoming it's in wyoming okay what an awful place um still shitty <laughs> beautiful countryside <laughs> terrible intolerance <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a member of the global or the coastal elite so i really don't care about your flyover states <laughs> no so Back to Drag Race. So the whole point is to find, like, the best Drag Race girl. But the problem is, is that the producers, they choose before the season starts who they're going to push because they, they're they creating the storyline, right? Reality shows are all about storyline and also mostly storyline. And then competition kind of takes a backseat. So this season, they have decided that they're going to put all of their money behind Sherry Pie. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, this story is fucking fantastic. Now, if you don't know who Ms. Pie is, turns out she's a sexual predator. Oh. Oh. Yeah. She's everyone's Sherry Pie. Shit. Yeah. So she, um, uh, once the cast was announced, some of these gentlemen came out and said basically that she had been, she, so she's a theater girl. She was, you know, working summer stock, stuff like that. And when she was there, she would uh, basically prey upon handsome straight men. And would mm. tell them that um, my I I you know I have a friend who's working on this project called I believe it's called like Pumped or something, and it's all about it's it's going to be an HBO show and it's going to be about guys who take steroids and try to get as big as possible. So then sh- these guys would get an email from someone called Allison Mossy, who was actually Sherry Pie, and. Basically, like, here's a script, and the guys would send back videos of them talking about how hot it feels to be on steroids and how good they smell and how they love their stinky musk. And, you know, like, what the fuck? Which it's all really basic fetish play. Mm, um, you smell yeah. like a sweaty badger. So, they're, are they trying to turn like steroid usage into a fetish? No, just, oh, just, yeah. just, just wait, just wait for it. I know, I want to, okay. yeah, let me finish this. So she, so she would go on and on and tell them, oh yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm working with HBO. Um, and then other times it'd be like, oh, we're actually, it's going to be in Circle in the Square in Broadway. And then HBO is going to pick it up as a show. And so, you know, it turns out she's like a horrible person. Like, and we all know this as like actors and general theater people. Like when you're given the opportunity for a gig, that's going to be that big. You get really excited. And then turns Absolutely. out it's just your friend like screwing with you. So right. that she can get some more, like, spank bank material. Mm. Um, in one of the instances, she actually got a guy to come and rehearse. She told the, Allison Mossy told the guy that he should rehearse with Sherry. Um, and Sherry got the guy to, like, jerk off in front of Harem. And, like, a, a lot of really creepy stuff that isn't technically illegal. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Drag Race was, like. Oh my gosh, not not knowing any of this, they were like, wow, look at, and the thing is, is she's admittedly very talented. So they were like, look at this super talented, super campy, plus size queen who we haven't ever had a winner like this before. Let's throw all of our money behind her. Yeah. So they did. And they did it <laughs> real hard. Um, okay. Hard. You watch like the first episode and she has all of the talking heads. At this point, she still has more talking heads that queens who have been on the show as long as her. And she only had one episode with talking heads because they edited her out real quick. Now, Dave, what are talking heads for those who don't know? Oh, talking. So like when you're watching, like uh, if you watch like The Bachelor or anything like that, it's when it's like the confessional. It's the mm, the, the person. One-on-one. Yeah, the one on one, the person narrating what's going on. So it's not like the band. The talking heads? Correct. <laughs> yeah, so she's still on the show. They are now, they've, they, every episode begins with a 20-second clip saying she's been disqualified, and then they air the show with her edited out as much as humanly possible. And in doing so, because of the way that production works, they've now sacrificed some super, super talented queens to keep not knocking up Sherry in the competition. So... 
when you watch television shows like this, you're like, oh, this is fair. This is like, you know, whoever does the worst goes home and whoever does the best wins. Well, recently, Drag Race has decided that doesn't matter. What we care about is story and we care about pushing the contestants we care about. So my absolute favorite queen from the season, Rock'em Sakura. She is an anime queen. (laughs) Yes, she's anime. Yes. She's, um... She's from Sacramento, or not Sacramento, she's from San Francisco. She's the first queen from San Francisco since season five, like seven years ago. And they basically were like, "Mm, we cast you as a filler queen, so you can go after the third episode. And they do this, they cast queens as filler because they don't, they're like, well, they're never going to win and we need to build a season. So they do this, they don't have any regard for queen's talent. They don't have any regard for these people's lives or their opportunities that they're going to get for this because they just cast these people as filler to then yeah. push storylines for sexual predators. <laughs> so processing oh all this. Oh, it's so terrible. So wait, so they're still so they found out about this post-production like before the show actually like released but they already filmed everything. Yeah, they found out about it like once the cast once the cast list came out, one of the guys came forward and said, this is what happened to me. I went to the police and the police told me they couldn't do anything because technically nothing was illegal. And oh so when they do background checks, it never would have showed up. And because production likes to play unfair games, they pushed her this whole time. I was about to ask if they do background checks. Yeah, so mm. they do. They just, it's something that would never show up. But also, Definitely. the winner of season eight, Bob the Drag Queen, who is hilarious. Um, mm. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. So she <laughs> worked with Sherry in New York, had heard about this years ago, and fired her from her show. So this was something that production could have been like, oh. hey, anybody in New York City, have you heard any of these things? Is any of this true? No, 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 no. But because they were so excited about a talented, campy fat girl, they just moved on. Mm. Also, RuPaul fracks, so his show is trash. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but you can't stop watching it. Oh it no! It all comes oh, back no. to fracking. No, absolutely not. Just watch the Sci-Fi Channel. They got a great show called Face Off. It's like the same thing, but more entertaining. Roy, they canceled that show. They did cancel that show. They have reruns, and you can dream, can't you? Don't stop me from dreaming. And we have to go take a message break, and we will be right back. <laughs> Hey there, Nancy's. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcast, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the local Buffalo theater community. Roy, Matt, and myself will choose a company each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic that we truly, truly love. I would like to shout out the wonderful ladies of Second Generation Theater Company. Thanks to Kelly, Kristen, and Aaron, I was able to live out a dream last spring and set design Angels in America for them, and I cannot thank them enough for their kindness. Second Gen has had to cancel their production of Three Tall Women this spring, a travesty to hit many local Buffalo theaters. Second Generation was founded in 2013 by Kelly Copps, Kristen Bentley, and Aaron Lee Dandies. SGT creates quality theatrical experiences that appeal to an emerging generation of theatergoers. By building on Buffalo's strong theatrical roots, they strive to continue the area's tradition of great theater for generations to come. SGT seeks to create powerful theatrical experiences that seek to unite a community of diverse backgrounds and to continually cultivate appreciation and understanding in audiences of all generations through education and engagement. And I am beyond proud to know and work with these amazing women. If you would like to send love and support to Second Generation Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be found and sent at www.secondgenerationtheater.com donate. And to those of you who do help, your assistance and love is most appreciated. And now, back to the pod. All right, and we're back. Now, Dave is a self-proclaimed um, major huge fan of Gaga, one of the monsters. Yes, sir. And he is equally vocal um, anti-Katy Perry. Yeah. Would you like to dive into that a little bit? Uh, well, so here's the thing. Is that in recent years, I've kind of calmed down on hating other pop stars. Um, but I really used to hate Katy Perry, and I really used to hate Taylor Swift. Like, with a vehement passion of a thousand suns, I hated Taylor Swift. As one does. Oh, my. <laughs> um, but the big problem with Katy versus Gaga was Katy Perry released her first album, and it had some bops, you know, some really great stuff. But then it also had some super problematic songs, like You're So Gay, where the yeah. opening lyric is basically like, You're so gay, I wish you, like, hang yourself with your H&M scarf. 
Um, and just plays off of all of these really awful gay stereotypes about a man who's supposedly not gay. And it's just like some really awful things. And then she went ahead and sang, I kissed a girl and I liked it, which was, you know, it's a catchy song. It's a bop, but also she is like decidedly heterosexual. Tyler kissed a girl yeah. and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just made a Katy Perry joke and that's why she, uh, he hates her. That's why I hate her. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But no, Katy Perry, she, um, like, and then like she came out with the song Roar. And if you pay attention, if you listen oh to the song God. Roar, you hear that it's literally Sarah Bareilles' Brave, but with different <laughs> oh lyrics. Oh my God. <laughs> when Gaga came out with Joanne, didn't Katy Perry come out with like the same like concept right after her no so that was uh that was during art pop and prism so <laughs> when gaga came out with art pop she did this show where she had where she had like dyed her hair green and she brought some performance honest artist on this was at south by southwest to literally throw up on her which was you know we make choices okay yeah, <sighs> yeah i don't know i love her but sometimes her art goes above my head um yep but then literally katie perry's prism tour she had dyed her hair green and had videos of someone throwing up on her oh lady gaga came onto the ama's red carpet on like this giant like war horse fake horse thing then on Katy perry's tour she came or later in Katy perry something Katy perry did it was on the super bowl yeah she came in on a big yep. fake lion for roar yeah so it was also like yeah. just you know and that's the thing with lady gaga is she kind of she came out and was like I'm fucking weird and I'm going to do weird shit and I'm going to wear weird clothes and I'm going to sing weird songs. And pop culture was like, that's what we should do. You're right. We're going to follow you. <laughs> oh my God. Meanwhile, dogging Gaga the entire time being like, she's gross. She's nasty. She's blah, 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 blah. And Katy Perry really, really got into um, trashing Gaga because at the time Katy Perry was super successful for different reasons. Her music was um, she, you know, Teenage Dream had like six number one hits or something. Yeah, right. And her last good album. Well, I mean, yes, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, nothing has been good. Prism and Witness were both bad. I just don't get why she was like trashing her the entire time, but now kind of like copying her in like almost every single way. Well, because she realized that someone else is getting really successful off of that. That kind of uh gimmick gimmick yep. that's the word i'm looking for but like Katy perry was already successful but well and I, that's the thing is like she see like basically they saw like oh like bimbo blonde pop star is kind of going away now you have to have a gimmick like we're right. in gypsy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. gaga's like weird space alien monster gimmick was working really well so i'm gonna try yep. and do that too interesting yep. mm -hmm. i could have sworn she did the same thing with joanne that she came out with like the cowboy and the cowgirl like cow you know the hat i could have sworn she did that whole thing there's there's like so there's like two layers to like why we're upset about this it's not necessarily just because like oh yeah you ripped off gaga it's not just that it's also just like well if you're gonna be proclaimed talented and artistic maybe you should try to fucking think of something yourself yeah just like be original be yeah. be yourself and that's what and that's what actually she is doing now she's like moved on to this um, back, back to like the bubblegum pop star kind of like she's doing nonsense. The, if you watch American Idol, which I do not, there's a clip of her on talking to this little gay boy, and it's very sweet. But he's he goes on, he's like, oh, he's gonna sing. He says wig, like like wig, like he snatches like snatched his wig. He's stunned. He doesn't know what's going on. He's he's like gagged. You know, gay words. Yeah. And Katy Perry goes, did you just say wig? Oh my god. Oh my god, I get it. This is language for the two of us. And it's like, well, Katie, it's not really language for you. You're a straight white lady. But <laughs> right. that's okay. Who's been kind of trying to appropriate what gay is. Yeah, and that's Dude. the problem is that she, like, Katy Perry hasn't really shown up as an ally in ways that, like, Liz Gaga has. Oh, absolutely. So, like, and like Katie, yeah, like, like, like Katie did the no hate campaign. She did no, 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 no. Like, so I can't say that she's not, but she also wrote, you're so gay. So, yep. <laughs> which didn't seem to have like a very positive meaning behind it. So. No, no. It was basically like, how dare yeah. you like kill yourself? Literally, the song tells you to kill yourself because so, you're so gay. So I do have a question. <laughs> sure. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Drifting through the wind, wanting to start again every day of my goddamn life. Prebo. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck does it? Now I just want to watch the interview so bad. Oh, my God. I saw it the other day. <laughs> the interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good one. Back to those like lyrics about like that You're So Gay song. Like how much of that is actually like, I'm not defending Katy Perry in any way because like she's singing that, but how much is it like her writers? It's it's the fact that she still performed it and she... You're right. Recorded it. Yeah, that, that that's why I'm not defending right. her because she still performed it, sang it, and did everything for it. But like also like her writer, because obviously like most pop stars have absolutely like ghost writers in like every way, shape, or form. Mm. And how much of it was that? Like I'm not saying like, you know, to defend her in any way, but like her writers should also be at fault as well for that. <laughs> so I actually just looked up the lyrics. Um Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. There's only two songwriters. It's Katy Perry and a guy named Greg Wells. Shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I see I didn't like look into the writers, so like I guess like yeah, I can't really like Perry. push that point. But yeah, Katy Perry's just a piece of shit then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She seems like she was hurt and confused and no one should have released this. Yeah, it's well, um, and that's the thing too, is if you go back and look like this came out in two thousand and eight. If you go back and look at culture in 2008 versus culture in 2020, um, yeah. we don't do a lot of the shit that we did in 2008. And we realized no, that the stuff we, we were saying in 2008 wasn't acceptable yeah. and we don't do that anymore. No. Right. Uh, That's says, when you're, like, you're so gay and you don't even like boys. Like, yeah, you, she, she just needs she need, she needs like a pills and a nap. Well, that was the uh, that was like. I don't want to say it was like the trend, but like saying like that's so gay was kind of like the that's so dumb, that's so right. stupid. Like that was like a yeah, peak. that was a thing. So she she even talks about MySpace in this song. Yeah. So <laughs> because you you'd, you'd rather yeah MySpace instead. Like what? yeah, I mean, if we want to like talk about the culture in like 2008, that's also like when um people on Call of Duty were calling each other exactly uh, f words. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just a bunch of straight mostly white very little boys the last word of the song is penis which yeah there you go that's Katy perry (laughs) she actually wrote an entire song called i want to see your peacock cock 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 which is which is a bop i'm not gonna pretend like it's not right (laughs) that was her yeah let me see your peacock yo peacock that was her yes indeed (laughs) oh jesus christ That's something wow. I can't stand about pop culture is that like a song will come out and just like what Matt said is like, oh, that was her. That song is how old now? And he's still even like, who is that? Because everyone's the fucking same. Ugh, there's just like certain stars, certain little like bright spots in the horizon, like Lady Gaga and like John Legend, like people with a trademark sound. Well, because with like pop, all the writers just like copy each other. Yeah. Like they sound so unique and original. And then you have like 90% of the people creating music and creating art that aren't doing that because all they're doing is copying each other. Well, that's it's like a bunch the, of bullshit. the four chord song. The four, the, this is don't stop believing. This is poker face. Yeah, right. This is, this is, the, you know, I don't know. See, I don't see anything wrong with like four chord songs. Like, but like at the same time, just don't blatantly like rip somebody. But that's off the point it though. It's like, yeah, similar. well maybe, maybe your 30 seconds of a Tyler will be good. gentlemen welcome to another segment of 30 seconds with tyler for those of you not in the know this segment is when our very own cd weenie tyler cleary gets 30 seconds to talk about anything he wants does not have to be topic related just has to come out of his tiny ginger brain tyler how you feeling today <laughs> i'm uh feeling pretty good dog how about yourself well you know it's sure all right ah. <laughs> <laughs> well tyler your 30 seconds starts now. Okay, in 1783, the first hot air balloon was set to fly overhead of Louis XVI's home, and they picked uh, sheep, uh, roosters, and ducks to fly over to test the effects of the flight. And sheep were thought similar uh, to affect to high elevation similarly to people and they tested this and it lasted for eight minutes and they rose 1500 feet traveling two miles before safely being brought to the ground and the animals were unharmed wow that was good um was it ish i uh, stumbled there a lot i stumbled a lot there (laughs) just because you finished doesn't mean it was good 
big facts. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> I thought that was shit. I'm expecting zeros across the board. Don't hold back, boys. So it is customary that we allow the guests to judge 30 seconds with Tyler first. So from on a scale from zero to 10, zero being the worst, 10 being the best. Dave, what would you give him? Well, sir, I uh, did listen to quite a few of the other podcasts recently, and this wasn't your strongest. Um, Definitely not. Uh, like, diction is done with the tip of the tongue and the teeth. And the lips. And uh, there was Ooh. not much there. So, but you did get points for talking about Louis the 14th or 16th, which I'm like a Francophile. This Great. I'm a Francophile. Super into that. So you get like a, a five. I'll take that. That's fair. Thank you. Primo. Yeah, yeah, you did talk about hot air balloons. You took me a little literally last time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... Wasn't much there. That means you get a point also. For I didn't care. So thank you, yeah. So I'm going to take a point away from you thank and give you. it to myself. I'm going to give you a four. Like I said, that's better than I expected. I don't know. Matthew? I also didn't... Matt, uh, I didn't care. The low tipper? I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care at all. And then on top of that, like <laughs> Dave said, the diction wasn't there. You stumbled, you fumbled, and that gives you a three. You tumbled, you rumbled. I'll take that. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. It was shit. I'll own that. I, 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 don't know wh- I don't know why I hate you, but I love you. <laughs> and I feel so bad all the time about you, and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to give you a six. I'll give you a six. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to be, be the nice guy. But you got a six, five, four, three that makes 19. You got a 19 out of 40. That is terrible. That is terrible. Uh, big time I hate to tell you this, buddy. Even if we curved the grade, you weren't passing. I was not. <laughs> is that a joke? Was that... <laughs> I'm in control of the rim shot sound. I never know when the joke is going to be there. Rim jobs. Ooh, I like those. Yeah, I'm in charge of the rim job sound. <laughs> so, Dave, what else What else grinds your gears? Well, something that's really bothering right my, me right now, not to like harp on Lady Gaga, but like, why are we delaying music? Why are we delaying things? Agreed. Chromatica. Like, what? What's getting delayed and like, why? Her new album, Chromatica, which is also the name of my Animal Crossing village. Um, Yes, it is. For your sake, I hope it's good. She's doing like a free live show, isn't she? They already raised like the money for like charities and stuff, and it's being hosted by Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Um, um, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. It's on Thursday. Yes. And I'm sure, well, it's it's Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday? Um, it's going to be the highlight of my night. Sorry, the Disney one is on Thursday. I apologize. Yes, the we're all in this together yes. with the original High School yeah. Musical cast, which I'm pretty pumped Whoa. for. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> but the, but she has basically her album has basically decided to delay her album so because she cannot promote it properly. She was she had like a surprise Coachella set list planned out. She was going to be oh. on all of the talk shows, doing all of the things. She oh. had a collaboration with Ariana Grande that was going to come out, mm-hmm. which was so exciting. Um, but instead, we cannot listen to it because she's too busy doing the job of our president. Right. Bringing people together. God damn it. Th- that's the thing is that she, and I respect this. I think it's so incredible. It's just unfortunate that my goddamn pop star who is going to release my album has to step up and do <laughs> 45's job. I mean, to be fair, I think My Chemical Romance is like doing a very similar thing because they, I, mm, this yes. is like from unknown sources they were also supposed to do like a headline of coachella thing and be like this is our new album let's fucking drop it like they're gonna do the whole fucking big thing and it's all gone but they're not doing most i don't think they're really talking very much at all <laughs> during this whole thing besides most of their tour well, getting canceled well and Go ahead, Dave. that's what's well that's what is good about celebrities uh because i wanted to touch on on um out of touch celebrities as well is yeah. that either use your platform to raise money for frontline workers and healthcare workers. And like you guys are doing talking about people who are affected by this or just Mm -hmm. shut up. Yep. Yeah. Just shut up. I think that's great. That's what's interesting about pop culture right now in this moment is that there is none. It's well, it's so interesting because (laughs) pop there is to a certain extent because it, but it's tiger King. Everybody's watching Joe exotic, right? Yep. It's Joe. I watched that new episode last night. Oh, it's out. There's a new episode out that came out. Oh, 
What? A new one came out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You didn't hear about it, that? Yeah. It's it's uh it's it's kind of like a talk show setup too. It's, it's oh pretty good. Well, they it's, just talk to everybody in the show except for the guy that's in prison. That's it's Joel McHale, right? Yes. Yes. So that's an interesting thing about Tiger King too. Is everybody's like very concerned about Carol Baskin and like yes, she probably killed she her did. husband. She killed her fucking husband. And it's like a meme to say fuck Carol Baskin, but at the same time we have Doc. Who had like a creepy sex cult? Sex cult that like, and everybody's just ignoring. Talk about Doctor Doctor Bagvans. Do, no, do, uh, what was his name? Doc. Uh, <laughs> it's like Doc Antonoff doc, or doc not Antonoff. Some, yeah, yeah, something like that. But we, but we're so focused on saying like fuck Carol Baskin that we're not talking about the fact that Doc like was a sex a creepy sexual predator like recruiting these he girls. Yes, it made them the have boob jobs, grooms them from teenage years, treated them like dog shit. But like, didn't he like just fully get away with doing that? Yes, yes. yeah, a hundred percent. Scott free, like poop culture. See, I haven't like finished it. it yet, but like, I just can't believe that like everybody is looking <laughs> over that rather than just like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I no, think no, it's no, fucked right. up. <laughs> and and not to be an SJW, but this all comes back to misogyny and yes, fuck women and we have to definitely. focus on what this the problem is with the woman because we can't talk about the creepy sex cult because that's like a male fantasy we all want to have a creepy sex cult i would love to have a harem of ever wants a harem i mean i'm not going to pretend you, like i wouldn't love to have a harem of like beautiful bear men i was just about to say like really primo if you had the choice mm. like if someone was like you can you can have a harem that's not a problem oh all right Exactly. See, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All I gotta do is own some tigers and be nice to kids, and cool. yeah, well, groom some fucking like sixteen-year-old girls, which he like openly admitted to. And also, right. didn't he he euthanized tigers and buried them on his property? You don't know that just because he couldn't profit off them anymore. You couldn't prove it. No, didn't they raid? Didn't they raid his site though? Yeah, they didn't find anything though. They did that to Joe Exotic too, and they found the the tigers at his place. But that's another thing is we've made Joe Exotic this folk hero to the point where now the president has literally said he's thinking about pardoning him. Well, we're not talking about the fact that he was also a predator. He preyed upon these yes! vulnerable young men. Said, "Here's some meth. Do you want to marry me?" And they, because they were on meth, they said that's a great idea. Right. Exactly. Because they wanted more meth, so they fucking slept with him, and they were straight. Like, yeah, you weren't gay, ever. And with that, all you cats and kittens, we're going to take a break. Meow. That fucking bitch, Carol Basket. <laughs> hey, everyone. In lieu of promoting paid sponsors for our debut podcasts, we've decided to donate our message breaks to support the Buffalo, New York theater community. Primo, Matt, and myself will choose a company we truly love each week that has really been affected heavily by the COVID-19 pandemic. This one goes out to the fine people of the New Phoenix Theater of Johnson Park. It would be an even deeper catastrophe if this beacon of artistic light were to never open their doors again. I just finished sound designing a two-man show there called Kiss of the Spider Woman in celebration of their 25th season as an independent theater. Directed by the incredible Victoria Perez, stage managed by the great Mike Dobin and starring brilliant actors Rolando Martin Gomez and Rick Latimer. This show is one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on and I do upwards of 20 shows a year all over Buffalo. The New Phoenix Theater is owned and operated by my dear friend Richard Lambert. I can't tell you how much I love this man for his vision and beautiful personality. He may be the most graceful and successful risk taker I've ever worked with. I am so honored to know this wonderful man and even more so to call him my friend. If you would like to send love and support to the New Phoenix Theater of Buffalo, New York, online donations can be easily sent via the Donation Now button at newphoenixtheater.org. That's N E W P H. O-E-N-I-X-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Mail-in donations can be sent to 95 Johnson Park, Buffalo, New York, 14201. And you can place over-the-phone donations by dialing 716-853-1334. To those of you who choose to help, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I deeply appreciate it. Now, on with the show! You know what that means, kids. We're back. <laughs> cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, you cats and kittens out there. Um, so I have a question to lead us off. Sure. In everyone's opinion, who do you think has the worst fan base? Oh. Because, oh. I mean, I personally think it's Star Wars. I think they are probably some of the worst fucking human beings oh. in the world. And the most entitled That's pretty close. Um, yeah, of pretty the fandoms. Good. 
No, they're compensation masters, man. They like they like the the really really hardcore Star Wars fans, and that none of they, us are those. None well, of us no, no, are no. those. I'm saying that like they are definitely the worst. They fucking cyber bullied an actress into deleting her fucking Instagram. Literally, <laughs> yep. Because they didn't like her character, which she had no control over. She's just acting. She didn't write the damn script. No. And then she was done so dirty. I think like their lives probably suck because that's the only thing they can think about. The Philadelphia Eagles. Anything to do with Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're talking about sports, we got to talk about how horrible the Patriots fan base are. Like, they're all. I was about to say, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up, Primo. We lost two games. Let's burn a fucking building down. The Patriots <laughs> fans aren't fans. That's the thing. I don't count them, but like. If you ever been to Philadelphia and been to a Philadelphia, whenever Philadelphia wins a championship, the city burns to the fucking ground. <laughs> oh my god! No one from which, that city is a good person. <laughs> which is, I, I have an ex from Philadelphia, so you are correct. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, I would say the worst fans in the world are anyone that likes Donald Trump. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, he's got the worst <laughs> fan base in the world. Anyone he does. that can fucking stand there and tell me that what he's doing with Ooh. anything is correct and like respectful towards anyone other than him and his giant ego making up for his tiny dick is a fucking idiot. Yeah, the MAGAs are definitely the worst. <laughs> You're right. You know who really sucks are K-pop stands. Oh, uh, yeah. K-pop stands. <laughs> They are fucking nuts. Fuck K-pop. Like, and like, I don't have Ooh. a problem with K-pop. They're, they have I some do. bops. Like, <laughs> I, I really like trashy oh, pop do. music. I have a problem with the the way that the entire industry is run. I have a problem with the fans that are like cons- insanely obsessed over Dude, it. Say one the, bad thing about BTS and you're probably going to get killed. Literally. Oh, yeah, probably. Fuck BTS. Well, like, I'm, I will say, though, like, dude, their fucking <laughs> SNL performance was fucking banging. They are incredible yeah. performers. It's well, too bad they don't oh, get food. The talent isn't to blame for the fan base. Right. No, the fan base is just like toxic as fuck. They're horrible. Well, that's and you can't even go on Twitter without looking at a tweet without having sixty-five K-pop videos underneath mm. each of one. It's like this. We're just talking about Overwatch. I just I just want to know oh if we're gonna release when fucking Echoes coming out, and instead we've got sixty-five K-pop videos. <laughs> I feel like they correlate though, because like if you play Overwatch nine times out. A 10 year K pop fan. But like sometimes That's it's even it just like, I made a cake today. Here's a picture of it. And then there's 35 like K pop videos like, under it. Like, why isn't why isn't BTS on this cake, huh? huh? <laughs> uh, Chrissy Teigen will tweet something ridiculous and then you get all of the videos. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the Beatles? They looked like these K pop stars, right? I have a new bitch. <laughs> um, so it was 65 degrees outside my house yesterday. Now it's snowing. Uh. Uh, that's an old man bitch. It's not right snowing there. by my house. Fuck winter fans. That's that's called OMA, old man angry. Take it home with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, so I, I actually do have a good one. And being a part of this fan base, I'll fucking say it. Game of Thrones fans are the fucking worst. No. I'm horrible. I am a, I'm an awful. <laughs> They're I, so I, bad. I, We're a terrible group never, of people. I have never wanted to send death threats to a person I don't know. Until like season seven <laughs> and eight of that shit. Until season eight. Oh no, I was uh, mad on season seven. Season six. Oh, okay, seven. Yeah. Yeah, I dealt with a lot of angry Dave during that time. I know. Well, it's because like season six is when it really started, at least like for me, it'd be like, huh, some weird shit's happening. Writing's going weird. But like I'm still like really excited about this. I'm still really excited for all this to happen. Right. And I feel like I think... HBO just like tried to rush it too hard. Oh and, like, no! You know, it wasn't HBO. Oh, no. It was the showrunners. It was not. It wasn't HBO. the showrunners. No! They said they could have as many fucking seasons as they. The showrunners were bored. They were done, and they still fucking botched yes. it. The showrunners yes. were so excited to move on to their stupid "What if the South won the Civil War" show that they said, "Fuck Game of Thrones," the biggest television show that's happened in our our memory, probably since The Sopranos. Literally, the fact that they oh said, God. "There's no like, we don't have enough uh, source material to do ten seasons, let alone seven seasons with ten episodes," that blew my fucking mind <laughs> we could have waited i would rather have waited or them like actually like put in all this extra material from the books that they left out than have what we ended Here's up the, getting <laughs> obviously people feel differently about westworld but season three is pretty good so far um 
And they take about a year and a half between seasons to get it done. It's pretty good. It's a reimagining, basically, or a rebooting. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because if you're going to take a year and a half and fix the problems from the year before and the product is good, then I'm I'm, I'm with it. But if you're going to take almost two years to do a season that's supposed to be the best season of television ever and do it ever and then it fucking sucks. <laughs> and that was the problem was they were like, oh, let's spend three seasons watching Aria walk across Westeros. And then they were like, what if we just decided that she, travel happens instantly? She can apparate. Good. And like, let's also have her be the no face girl or whatever and then do nothing. Can we talk it. about how Jon Snow being a Targ spoiler alert, being a Targaryen just didn't fucking matter? It didn't fucking matter. The whole reason he handed over the series to those two writers is because they guessed who Jon Snow's mother was. <sighs> Wait, uh, so, uh, his father was, sorry. That that was it. Yeah, like literally he's like, "Okay, we can do an adaptation of my story if you can tell me who his father is." And the thing is, dude, the first Four seasons of that show were fucking great. Even, I would mm-hmm. argue the first five. Yeah, five season five yes, was fantastic. I would too. But dude, like, uh, it's it's no, I know it's just gonna it's it's gonna get worse it, and worse. It really does upset. I, I said to Kirsten, I was like, maybe we'll go back and rewatch the whole series now, um, mm-hmm. and like document <laughs> like the where it started going right, wrong. And be like, uh, this is it. <laughs> that like, what oh. is the defining moment where it starts to slide? But anyway. Well, that's a great idea. Well, actually. that's the, that's the thing is my boyfriend Doug has never seen Game of Thrones, oh, and so we should do a rewatch. Leading up, well, leading up to the last season, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch it all. It's gonna be great. I can watch the last season with you." And then he didn't. And then it started, and it was basically like coming, like hearing me bitch about it every week. It was like, mm, what is the point of this anymore? If it's so, if it's gonna end so horribly. Exactly. Because those that's first five seasons. But I'm just saying, like, the first five seasons are some of the best televisions ever been created. Right, absolutely. Easily. Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that originally the show, I think it clocked in at around 40 minutes, and the HBO came back and said, hey, we actually want, like, an hour-long episode, so can you do that? And they were like, what if we did character development? And that's why we loved the show, right. was the additional yes. 20 minutes of character development per episode. Yes. Well, because also, like, I mean, I I started reading or listening to the books um, after season eight had happened because I was like, I need to remember why the story's good. Yeah. Um, and like, right. they straight up would just like, like their apt their way of method of adapting was basically like just cutting scenes from the book, and that's why they were so fucking good. Like literally, like dialogue is the same. The exactly what happens in the scenes is exactly the same. Like that. Like without that, they were nothing. And what they did really well was they said what are the things you don't like about the book we'll take that out exactly they knew like what to do they are great at adapting they can't write a fucking story I, their life. I was, last thought last thought yeah let's do it i was super i was super nervous when they started talking about game of thrones prequels until they said that the targaryen one they're doing is going to be run by george R. R. martin and miguel sapochnik i was like okay i'm fucking here mm-hmm. for that because if he's going to mm-hmm. write the episodes and miguel sapochnik's going to be the showrunner and the director every episode is going to be brilliant right yeah there's no way to botch it at that point well right because miguel sapochnik directed the best game of thrones episodes so it's like yes i'm here for that this way we don't have to have shitty writing like good we'll see anyway go ahead matt <laughs> rainbows gold, gold beer. Beer. Gold fireflies Hardest work. your first a firm Brad kind of sounds like Joe Exotic. Flowers. Gasoline. Gasoline. Monster truck rallies. Roy, when you do the next one, can I work, can I do it with you? I have My like views. eight of these lines. Oh god damn it. Moment. <clears throat> Welcome back to Matthew's Wholesome Moment. This week, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the question will be. Um, when was the first time that you felt at home within a pop culture? Oh, okay. So (laughs) this is actually super embarrassing. Um, when I was in ninth grade, we did a production of beauty and the beast at my high school. (laughs) And it was my very first show I had ever really done. I did some stuff in middle school at my old school and I played Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. And my 
14 year old, probably 13 year old gay ass went ahead and went online and I became a member of the bittersweet and strange beauty and the beast forum. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. And I literally like I would, we had um, MSN messenger hangouts. We would like chat with each other all day, all night. I had friends. I went, when I went to London, when I was 15, I met up with one of the girls and we went around London. I, um, so Beauty and the Beast, I have an entire room dedicated to it. Beauty and yes, the Beast is my is my was my first pop culture home. We didn't know he could get cuter, but guess what happened? <laughs> that was fucking adorable. Thank you for sharing. That Dave. was adorable. You're welcome. Primo, you got anything, buddy? Um I have one if he doesn't. Come back. Come back to it, me. Buddy. Come back to me. So I don't get along with people who like pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's why we hate each other. Yeah, I uh, I typically I listen to older music. I watch older movies. I enrich myself with like what co- pop culture should should have evolved from, but somehow strayed away from. And Man, you are um, bitter. I am bitter. Um, <laughs> no one will like me after this episode, and it's it's okay. I'm sorry. Ish. Jesus. I would say the one time that I actually like there was something that was a. Big, big, big happening in the pop culture world that I actually got behind was Harry Potter. There you go. Yes. When that came out, I was like just a big like that was one of the one of the big things that was that allowed me to connect with my peers. Mm. Yeah. And for that, we thank you. Thank you, J.K. Rowling, for the one good thing you've done. <laughs> yeah, the one good. Th- well, one good. Not the one good thing she's done. She's done a lot of good, great things. Uh, one good thing that she did specifically for me was that that was the only way I was to be able to, able to like relate to people when I was mm-hmm. listening to like albums from 1976, um, and everyone else was listening to um, "Turn Down for What." <laughs> I, I'd have to say, for me, it's a three-way tie. One does stick out a little bit more. It's a tie between. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, but the one that sticks out the most is probably Twilight, Disney for me. Charmed? No, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, my <laughs> passion and my love for Disney, especially when I moved down there to work, like, it, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's kind of culty. But, oh, like, it absolutely is. Whenever, but it's a beautiful But cult. when everyone shares what you love, it makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. Well, all, like, Sorry, like all Karen and I have been talking about is like, first of all, doing our trip with yes. you guys, yes, um, doing the fiftieth, and mm-hmm. like planning our own vacation when this is all fucking over. Like it keeps us afloat. I I know when we go to that park and when we do the things that we do when we're there, I'm so mm. fucking happy. Like yep. Dave had the best time when we went as a group. Uh, I have a great story from that, too. I kind of want Dave to tell the story if he's comfortable telling it, because it's fucking brilliant. So, uh, in Disney World, I was was going through what they like to call... Did we gloss over Tyler? Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Love you, love your work, Tyler. Continue, David. Uh, So, in in Disney World, I was going through what they like to call a slutty phase. Yes. And um, one night, we we did Epcot that day, and we were there. It was me, Preem Kier... Uh, Kirsten's aunts, Liz and Laura, and then my mother. And so okay. we we had we were drinking around Epcot, and for the evening we decided we would have dinner at the the Mexican restaurant, you know, in the Aztec Pyramid. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Liz and Laura decided that it was a really good idea to feed me as many frozen margaritas as I could drink. Oh, my and those God. of you who don't know, Dave can drink a lot of frozen margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a large person. Um. So I drank a lot of frozen margaritas. And then afterwards, we got out and my mom said, wouldn't it be a great idea if you just drank more, Dave? And I said, yes, thank you, mom, who is never an enabler <laughs> in any situation other than this one. So I we, we watched the fireworks. We went back to the hotel. We were staying at the, uh, the where were we staying, Primo? Caribbean Beach. We were staying at Caribbean Beach. And I went ahead, my mother went to sleep, and I got my gay ass onto the apps. And I found a gentleman who was very well endowed. Mm. And I decided that I needed to go to his hotel to have some um, rough sex, to put it politely. <laughs> and... I went ahead and traversed the Disney bus system. I made it to the Boardwalk Hotel. Hammered. I had very rough sex with a gentleman who was very well endowed and um, did not decide that lube was important. Oh. And I 
I, I broke my butt in Disney. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh we could God. end in a better way. <laughs> broke his butt in Disney. Oh, but just wait. So then um, oh. <laughs> I, I, we get back from Florida and I'm like, well, it bleeds pretty constantly. I should go to the doctor. I went to Planned yeah. Parenthood. They did. Lubrication was not used. Lubrication was not used. I uh, went to the doctor at Planned Parenthood. They're wonderful. We need to support them. And mm-hmm. they gave me an STD test. They said, go about your merry way. Don't have sex with anyone until you get the results. I did not. I went home. I decided I did not want to answer any phone calls. So Saturday, uh, one Saturday morning, a gentleman from the health, uh, from the county health office, knock, knock, knocked on our door, uh, woke Primo up, who then came to wake me up to tell me <laughs> that the gentleman with the enormous penis in Disney World also gave me gonorrhea. Oh, oh my shit. fucking God. Where dreams come true, man. If I had a nickel. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. So I got gonorrhea So he Disney used World. no lube and then gave you gonorrhea. Yep. The most That's impressive fun. thing about the whole story is that he navigated the Disney bus system hammer drunk. <laughs> that is absolutely the most impressive thing. I'm sitting there um, right, right in the front row. Hammer right. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story. I would say like my really quick, my two fandoms that really like saved my ass back in the day was uh, Kingdom Hearts yes. yep. and Nightmare Before Christmas. Because yep. I knew whenever I found friends that shared that love of that fandom like i knew i found someone special and it's like one of my best friends today i met through that connection through kingdom hearts so it's just i'm very grateful for that with that being said (laughs) is there any final thoughts that you may have about pop culture and your broken butt in disney and gonorrhea um i would just like to say that i'm very glad that the pop culture has evolved to a place where we realize that being misogynistic transphobic saying the r word making gay jokes at not the benefit of a gay person. We've come to the point where like that kind of stuff's not cool. Um, And I appreciate that, that we're becoming a more friendly, a more kind pop culture. Mm. And with that, once Chromatica comes out, you need to stream that shit and you need to buy it because if it does not go number one, (laughs) I will find you and I will hunt you down. (laughs) I will gladly take that uh, deal. He will. And and he'll destroy your butthole. And with that... Uh, that has been another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys. We remind you to wash your hands and your butthole. Um, don't do anything we wouldn't do, which kind of rules out nothing. Um, and stay in your houses because that's the safe place to be. And support Planned Parenthood! This episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at Negative Nancy's Podcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.